Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, couple of big trades, big trades, big. We don't usually see big trades. One had a lot of names, and one just shows you why money talks. So the first big trade we saw was in the NBA. Anthony Davis, I mean, if you were living under a rock and you missed it somehow, I don't know how that's possible, but if you missed it somehow, you would have missed that Anthony Davis was traded to the Lakers for... Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and three first-round picks. Now, I, I'm telling you what happened. I, I, mean, I can tell you what happened. can't tell you exactly verbatim, but I'm going to tell you pretty darn close. I know the Pelicans wanted Kyle Kuzma. And I'm sure they had a, the Lakers like, no, we're going to keep Kuzma, but you're going to take Josh Hart, and I'm going to give you two more first-round picks. Because I think the original deal was that the Pelicans wanted Kuzma, Ingram, Ball, and the number four overall for Davis. And they said, hell, here's what we're going to do. Take back Kuzma, we'll give you Josh Hart, we'll give you two, two more first-round picks. And the Pelicans said, okay. It's a good deal. It's a good deal for both teams. I like when it's a good deal for both teams. First of all, the Lakers had no choices. It was not a destination place. No free agent was going to sign there. Not, not, a, not a winning one. Maybe he could have gotten Jimmy Butler. Have fun with that. But to get Davis makes you relevant in a minute. Boom. Instant relevancy. That's how good he is. Can he pair with LeBron? I assume anybody can. I assume LeBron can make anything work. That's how good he is. But Davis goes there. And now they're one player away from being really competitive. But I want to tell you this. I don't think I would spend on the one more player. I think I'd spend on three or four. I would take that $30 million, give or take, that the Lakers have, and I'd spread it to like three players. Maybe a J.J. Redick. Maybe a Danny Green. Guys who can shoot. You've got Davis, you've got LeBron, surround them with, give me a point guard and shooters. Give me those things and we're going to be just fine. That's what I would do. I think a lot of people are, oh, go get Kyrie. Just because you get Kyrie, I mean, think about, what, think about the Warriors Raptors. And then I want you to think about your own fantasy teams, by the way. I want to connect this to fantasy because I think this is very important. You get Kyrie. Well, now you got Kyrie and LeBron and Davis. But if you're injured, you got a problem like the Warriors did, right? Because you don't have enough depth, which is why seldomly, seldomly do I ever draft a Stars and Scrubs lineup. So when people say, Dr. Roto, do you want to go Stars and Scrubs or balanced? I will always answer a balanced lineup. Always. Look at the Raptors against the Warriors. Now, if your stars are your stars and they never get injured 
and the scrubs, you have a couple of guys who turn in really good, you win. Congratulations. God bless. It can happen. So a friend of mine who played in uh, one of my old fantasy football leagues, may he rest in peace, he died at 9-11. He had one of those teams. He had Kurt Warner, Edron James, and a bunch of crap. He won our league back in the day, right? And anybody who's been playing fantasy football long enough would know that if you had Edron James and Kurt Warner, hello, you were probably putting up uh, you know, 100 points a week from two guys. It can happen. It happened with the Warriors. Durant and Green and Clay and Curry, it works. But God forbid there's an injury, your team is done. God forbid that your team is a little injured, it's over. And I think that the Raptors showed you a new plan, the depth plan. Get a couple of guys and then get, get a deep team. Go, go nine or ten men deep and have a lot of guys available to come in. And if you do that, that's another way that you can win. So I think that's what the Lakers need to do. Now, the Pelicans, the Pelicans went from sucking to instant relevancy. They did. You got Zion. Now you got Lonzo Ball and LeVar. Good luck with that. <laughs> Brandon Ingram's legit. Drew Holiday. Julius Randle. And now you got yourself three first-round picks. I promise you they will not keep the number four. Promise. No way. They will give up that number four pick and add a player and another draft pick. Watch. They'll get another first-round pick and a player out of it. Some team will want it. So the Pelicans go from being a team that nobody wants to be near to making that happen. Right? An instant, I don't want to say a contender, but a team that at least has a sh- has a pulse, has a heart, has a heartbeat. Right? Not bad. At least you're starting somewhere. So if you are dumping in a sport, and let's say fantasy baseball, goes to show you, make a great take your one player and make a great dump deal. Take your guy, take your Anthony Davis and get yourself a haul. Because I'm sure everybody out there has that Anthony Davis. I'm sure everybody out there has that one guy. Maybe your team sucks. Maybe it's all over for you. Maybe you're not going to win this year. I get it. Take your player and make the best deal you possibly can. All up, every owner. Reach out. Here's a mistake that people make. They only call their friends. Well, I like calling my friends too. But in a league, if there's 12 teams in a league, I'm calling the other 11 owners. Now, maybe there's one guy who's a jerk, so I'm going to call the other 10. See what the best deal you can get for your one superstar is. Go out there and make the right deal. Because, look, the Pelicans had one chip. They legitimately had one chip. Davis. Then all of a sudden, things got interesting. They win the number one pick. Two chips. The Lakers get the number four pick. Three chips. All of a sudden, an Anthony Davis trade that seemed so far away became very something that was absolutely doable because that trade was not going to happen during the season. 
So much better offer once they had Zion and once the Lakers had the fourth pick. Get yourself the number one pick in the draft, the number four pick in the draft, and get yourself three relevant players, all of whom can contribute right now, and get yourself a couple more first-round picks. You're back in business. Maybe you're not winning any championships tomorrow, but I don't know, by 2025, you're interesting. You're a whole lot more relevant then than you are today. So take your player that you have and move them for something you need. There was another trade. That's right, the New York Yankees. How do they do it? Year in, year out, the New York Yankees just always find a way to get the player, to get a player. Now, the Yankees, you would have thought they needed a pitcher, right? You would have thought they needed a pitcher. What do the Yankees go out and do? They got themselves the best home run hitter in fantasy baseball, in baseball, Edwin Encarnacion. Now, Chewy's 36 years old. Doesn't matter. He can still hit. Here's the Yankees lineup now. Sanchez, Luke Voigt, Gliber Torres, Lemahayu, D.D. Gregorius, Judge, Stanton, Hicks, and Carnacion. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, what a lineup. That is frightening. Seriously, that's a frightening lineup. And look how good the Yankees are doing with a bunch of palookas we've never heard of before. Now imagine what you're doing with that lineup. So what did the Yankees do? It was clever. They don't have great pitching. Who knows if Severino is going to pitch again this year? Domingo Herman injured. Loisaga injured. They got Paxton, who's still not 100%. Tanaka, Hap, Sabathia. Couldn't find pitching. So what'd they do? Go got themselves a hitter. Well, in this, ta- in this day and age of baseball, do you know what baseball is now? Home runs and strikeouts. Those are it. Home runs and strikeouts. So what do they get? The most prolific home run hitter. Most prolific home run hitter in the American League. That's smart. You're in a fantasy baseball league right now, and you need a player? Maybe you can't find a pitcher. Go find another hitter. Improve your hitting. Then maybe you trade for pitching. Right? It's, things are not... My wife gets angry at me. She always goes, things aren't always black and white. She's right. There's a lot of gray. You have to find the gray. Once you find the gray, you will be able to make the right trade and you will be able to succeed. It's as simple as that. All right, when we come back, Rudy Gamble joins me from Razzball. That's a baseball mind and a half. There's Brian Cashman. There's Jeff Luno. There's Adam Ronis. There's Rudy Gamble. I'm looking forward to having him on. When we come back right after this. Maid Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MaidSailors.com. That's MaidSailors.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? 
Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the 8th Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. All right, we're back. Dr. Rody here. We're full-time fantasy. Rudy Gamble is not ready for me. So because it's Rudy and only because I like him, only because I like him, I'm going to see him next segment. I tell you what time you come on the radio. You don't tell me what time you come on the radio. I'm going to have to yell at him. That doesn't mean I'm not going to yell at him. It just means I like him enough that I'm going to wait another segment because he's really smart. And when you're really smart, I want him to talk to my audience. Because as you know, you guys are following me for a long time right now. You know I only put on guests I like. If I don't like you, if I don't respect you, you don't come on my show. Rudy Gamble comes on my show because that guy knows a whole lot about fantasy baseball. All right, so I'll wait for Rudy Gamble. I won't like it, but I'll do it. All right, I'll just have to give him a lot of grief when he comes back on. All right, so here's what I'll do. I will take a look at tonight in DFS. I'll do that in this segment. And then we'll get to Rudy next segment. Okay? Because hour number two, I'm getting involved in football. Because I'm starting to get itchy. I really am. I'm starting to get itchy for fantasy football. I feel like I need to start drafting very soon. I just finished my, that draft, that two-quarterback league with Jim Day, who will be on in hour number two. I feel like I really need to start drafting very soon. My only fear of drafting soon is, you know, getting a Darius Geis or Jarek McKinnon. Because that can just end you quickly. That's my fear. But in terms of, I think it's the wild, wild west. And I'll talk about that in hour number two. All right, so let's look at tonight. We've got Philadelphia against Washington. Jake Arietta against Patrick Corbin, who has looked so badly recently. I mean, really revolting. Maybe that makes Corbin's ownership lower. It's possible. Maybe it makes his ownership lower. I might be interested there. So, but that over-under is 10. So Vegas is not so sure it's interesting. But I'm going to put Corbin on a maybe list. The problem is a very big chance of rain. So we'll have to see. I might stay away. 53% chance of rain. All right, Tampa Bay against the Yankees. Yanni Chirios against Masahiro Tanaka. Nine. Tanaka's always good to let up about four, three to five runs. But I don't think you win a GPP with three to five runs. Chirinos is also a really good pitcher. So I don't, I, I don't dislike the pitchers in this game, 
But I don't know, man. You really want to take on you want sure. notes against that Yankee lineup? Yeah. Check, please. I don't think so. All right. The Angels against Toronto. Felix Jalapena against Edwin Jackson. I think I'm very in on the Angels tonight. And I think I'm in on Pena. Except the the, the Blue Jays have been hitting better recently. But I, I could see me stacking this game. The over-under here is 11. I certainly can see me stacking Angels. Are you kidding? Against Edwin Jackson? That guy's terrible. I mean, this is like easy money. The only problem with the night like this is that everybody's going to be stacking the Angels. So you got to stack the right Angels. But I'm, I'm, I'm in. It's a very chalky, but I'm in. All right, the Astros against Cincinnati. Wade Miley against Luis Castillo. Uh, about a 40% chance of rain there. Over under eight. Man, you don't want to mess with either of these teams. Both have decent offenses. I love how I do. I love how Cincinnati gets their lineups out early. But they do have an offense. I'll give you a guy. Let me give you a guy. I'll throw one out here for you. Philip Irvin. He's heading fifth today. Only plays against lefties. But he can hit for power. If he's super cheap, which I'm sure he'll be on like a fan duel, I might be interested as my one-off. Just throwing that name out there for you. Philip Irvin. He's not a Chisholm call, but I don't hate him. All right, the Mets against Atlanta. Zach Wheeler against Mike Soroka. Uh, Wheeler has not been good recently. Really not been good. Soroka's been very, very good. Um, I've got to think there are going to be a lot of brave stacks tonight. A lot of brave stacks tonight. Okay, Cleveland is against Texas. Mike Clevenger is back. Oh, I love me some Mike Clevenger. Going up against Lance Lynn, who's pitched very well this year. But the over-under is 9.5. Cleveland's a favorite. I love me some Mike Clevenger. My question is, how deep can he go? Let me check something out for you here. Um, he did five and a third on last Tuesday, pitching for the Rubber Ducks. That's a team name for you, the Rubber Ducks. Wouldn't you like to own a hat with that name on it? So the Hartford Rubber Ducks, or that was the opponent. Uh, the the uh, So let's see, Columbus Rubber Duck. Five and a third, three hits, five strikeouts. I think that's probably what you're going to see tonight. I, you're not seeing seven innings. So the question is, in the five innings you see, how many strikeouts can we get? And can we get the win? I don't know. The price needs to be right. Let me see. One moment, please. Please hold. Please continue to hold. Thank you so much for holding. All right, I'm on FanDuel here. And let's see. Ooh, the Supreme Squeeze. They're going for my money tonight. Six bucks to get me 50000 Clevenger's at 9800 That's not a bargain. Not when he's the third most expensive guy on the list. So it's Soroka at 10-2, Castillo at 10, Clevenger at 98. Where's the discount? Seriously, where's the discount? I hate that. All right, and then tonight, ooh, DraftKings is going for a big one too. Five bucks wins you 100K. I'm definitely going to that one. All right, Clevenger is much better here. 8,700. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's the eighth pitcher. That's a whole lot better than the third. Eight is a whole lot better than the third. So I, I could be in on Clevenger in, on FanDuel, but not in, on DraftKings, but not on FanDuel, excuse me. All right, Boston against Minnesota. Rick Porcello against Jose Berrios. I love Berrios at home, and I hate Rick Porcello. I could be very in on the Twins. I could be very in on a twin stack tonight. 
I just don't trust Porcello. And if I do trust him, it's usually at home. I never trust him, but I have trust issues with him in general. But if I'm ever going to trust him, it might be at home. Okay, Miami against St. Louis. Hernandez against Miles Miklas. Eliezer Hernandez. He's interesting because he had a bunch of strikeouts the last time. So let's see. He's seventh. Uh, he's sixty-one hundred on Fanduel, and he's fifty-nine hundred on DK. They are begging me to take that guy, but Miles Mikolas is only sixty-four hundred. Something's fishy here because Miles Mikolas doesn't get a lot of strikeouts, but I don't. Hernandez does. Hernandez gets a lot of strikeouts. The last time, let me see something here because this is very important. Yeah, see, my problem with Hernandez is I would I would like him. I would. But the last time he pitched was against the Cardinals when he went five and two-thirds, let up three runs, and had seven strikeouts, 29 Fanzul points. But he just saw the Cardinals. Like, if he was going up against any other team, I'd be like, I'm all over on this guy. But the Cardinals have seen him, so they know what to expect. So you're not getting Hernandez, you know, you're getting Hernandez uncovered tonight. Um, but eight is the run total there. St. Louis is a big favorite. Miklos will be very chalky. I don't hate Hernandez for that price because you can get some big old stacks. Big, big stacks. All right, Baltimore against Oakland. Andrew Kashner against Mike Fires. Um, once again, I'm going to go with Kashner with the same thing with Porcello. I don't hate Kashner at home every once in a blue moon on the road i hate him i just never i don't like bad pitchers on the road something at home and a bad pitcher maybe he gets five innings maybe he gets three strikeouts maybe he lets up three runs he gets into it on the crowd he saw his wife he saw his kids i don't know he slept in his own bed boom boom i i can i can make an argument the same palooka goes on the road he sucks so I could be I could be very in on an A stack tonight. That seems very chalky. All right, Kansas City against Seattle. Danny Duffy against Tommy Malone. Malone has looked pretty decent this year. Let me let me check him out. One moment, please. He's going to be the um, he's going to be the primary. Yeah, six innings last time, five innings the time before. He just is not good for strikeouts. So maybe you get the win. Maybe you don't. I'm not loving it. All right. Milwaukee against San Diego. Jules Chassin against Joey Lucchesi. Uh, San Diego's favored slightly over under his eight. I could get behind a little Padre stack. Chassin's a pig, isn't he? I don't trust Lucchese, though. I'll tell you that. I wouldn't go with him. But I could see me going a little Hunter Renfro, Machado, Tatis. I could get behind that. I can find some love there. And then San Francisco against the Dodgers. And we've got Tyler. My eyes are a little beady against Kenta Maeda. Oh, my God. Maeda is a big favorite in this one. L.A., 255, eight and a half runs of the total. Maeda, let's see. On FanDuel, you know he's... Where is he? He's pretty low. 
Why is he so low? Because he doesn't go deep into games, does he? Yeah, see, that's the problem with Maeda. I like Maeda as much as the next guy, but I want you to listen. So I'm going to go back one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten starts. Are you ready? Six and two thirds, four, five, six, six, six and two thirds, five, six, five, four and a third. He scores points, but he doesn't last long. So what am I really getting from him? On average, I'm getting between 24 and 40 points. So on FanDuel, when he gets me 24, that's 3x. Now, if he can have a great game like he did against San Diego at 66, that's special. The last time he played at San Francisco, when he played the Giants before, five innings, seven hits, two walks, three strikeouts. That's not good. On DraftKings, wow, Soroka Bettis, let's see, Maeda is one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I figured that. He's high, 9,000, 16.1 points. I think Clevenger is the start because when he's good, he's really good. And I think Patrick Corbin is interesting. I really do. Patrick Corbin has been so putrid. Remember I told you how bad he's been? How much can I get him for now? Let me see. See, FanDuel's clever. Because FanDuel, one, two, three, four, still has him as the fifth pitcher. Right? But DraftKings has him so low. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Seriously? I think Clevenger and Corbin are the way to go. I mean, those are two really good pitchers that I can get for 8,700 and 8,200. Sometimes you got to go for quality. Now, I could be wrong tonight, and I may change my mind, but right now those guys seem to make some sense to me. I can get behind fires. I really can because I think he's going to get the win. But he could also be stinky too. I can get behind Felix Jalapena because Edwin Jackson stinks. I can get behind Nicholas. I can get behind Hernandez. But if I wanted guys who... Who have upside. I mean, Corbin's got big upside because he's a really good pitcher. He's just been really bad recently. But Corbin, normally on a night like this, if this was like three weeks ago, he'd be the number one pitcher on the evening. So you're getting at him a supreme discount because he sucked. But what if he's figured it out? In a GPP, it's worth it. In a cash game, I don't know if I'd do it. But in a GPP, I think I'd do it. The problem with Clevenger is how far is he going to go? I say he goes six innings. Now, if he can get me nine strikeouts in the six innings in the win, he's my best friend. That's my best friend, Mike Clevenger. But that's what I'm going to need him to do. All right? So those are my pitchers. So let's see. Once again, Soroka I like, but I don't know if I want to pay the price tag. Berrios I like. I don't know if I want to pay the price tag. Um, Maeda I like. I like a lot, but I don't know how deep he's going to go in the game. Like Clevenger, like Corbin, like Fires, like Pena, like Nicholas and Hernandez. There you have it. In terms of the stacks of the day, let's see. In terms of the stacks of the day, that's an interesting one. I would think 
We talked about this before, right? Where am I going to go for my stacks? I'm going to go Washington could get off of Arietta. For sure the Angels. Please be in on the Angels tonight. I beg you. I literally, I, I'd like to beg you to do this. I think you've got to be in. Hmm. Wheeler's been not that bad. I think you've got to be in on the Twins. Twins, Angels, A's. Twins, Angels, A's, Dodgers, Padres. And now it's about putting it together. Now it's about finding that right balance. And then finding the secret stack. I used to like the sneaky stack. I'm trying to think who my sneaky stack of tonight is. Hmm. It might be the Cardinals. The Cardinals might be my sneaky stack tonight. I don't know. Is that sneaky? I, I, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Because Hernandez pitched well against him the last time. But I think a young guy, second time out on the road, I don't like it as much. I don't like it as much. I like it, but I don't like it as much. And I think the Carpenters, the Zhongs, the Yods, the Goldschmidt, they might have picked up on something. So when the Cardinals go for 10 runs tonight, if the Cardinals go for 10 runs tonight, you will say that my fr your friend Dr. Roto told you that happened. It's possible. But it's about putting it together. See, the one thing I like about fantasy baseball and why I really like what the Reds do and the Nationals and usually the Royals, I like getting the lineups early. Because it helps me. Remember, it's putting the pieces together of a puzzle. The more time you have with a puzzle, the more time I have to put the pieces together. That's a problem sometimes. In the, well, the NBA, for sure. You could have a whole lineup, and then with the, you know it's a 658. Kawhi's out, and you're screwed. you got to start over again. The NFL is pretty decent. Not great. At least you get about an hour and a half to change your lineups, 11.30, 11.45. But usually Adam Schefter in the morning, he tells Ian Rappaport, one of these guys tells you what's going to happen, who's out. You kind of know who's out. Right, that happens a lot. But baseball, I mean, that I can look at Cincinnati's lineup, I can decide which, which guy in here I'm interested in, like I told you. I could see a little Senzel, Suarez, Puig, Irvin, Peraza. Stack there, it's possible, but at least I get to I get to contemplate it. It's two thirty. I get to think about it. I get to ruminate. I like that. So, I encourage you to check out those lineups, put the pieces together. Hopefully, you you connect and you become a rich friend. All right, we're gonna take a timeout. Hopefully, Rudy Gamble will find time in his busy schedule to come on and talk to us about fantasy baseball. I think he will. I have confidence in him, and I think it's going to be a good time. So we'll be back right after that. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is 
WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two Risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. All right, we're back. It's good right there. And I, I think Rudy Campbell's much like that song. He's that good. He's like, play, he's like a pinball wizard, except with a fantasy baseball. Rudy Gamble from Rasbo. What's up, my man? How are you? Hey. So, sorry for uh, causing some drama there. Had had some uh, kid transport issues. Yeah, people who, people who have children should know that during the summer, it's called daddy daycare. And we basically spend all summer around when your kids are off school, you shuttle them around for the next two months. And my kids, yo, I thought I signed them up for fantasy baseball camp. Evidently, that does not exist. <laughs> so they had like Mary Poppins camp at the ballet. Right. Studio. What's it like with three girls, dude? Is that are you, do you feel like overmatched? Actually, four with your wife. Do you feel overmatched at home? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a bit. I mean, I got a, I got a four stack, so it's 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 tough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a tough lineup. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when they hit, you're in trouble. <laughs> that's right. Right. Some well, nights you it's you the have opposite. Good stuff. <laughs> it's the opposite of the stack. Yeah, but there, there is like yeah the high. They have covariance. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah, one game a week, you're good, and the other six <laughs> games, they're hitting on you all night. I got you. I'm with you. All right. So let's let's get to the labor mixed labor. And look, I I'm not I'm not coming on you here. I mean, I'm I'm talking about this here. I'm being serious because you are one of the best players outside of Ronus. You I hold you and Ronus in the highest regard. Do you feel that your draft strategy was retrospectively was slightly off in terms of not enough power? too much speed. If you had to do it again, what would you do differently? No, I mean, I mean, basically I'd Stanton. I mean, like that, that's, that, that crushed the power on my team. So I, I like this team. I mean, I had a, I just had, I feel like this, you know, like, so just for those that listeners, yeah, I had the 12th pick. I went to Grom, Stanton, Rendon, Mondesi, Murphy as my top five. I forget. Oh, and then Robles. So Robles, I'm not feeling great about. Um, and uh, yeah, I regret, I wish I had gotten Rosario around there, but overall, no, I'm pretty happy with it. I think I got a bad break with Stanton. I mean, DeGrom's just doing fine. 
Uh, but everyone with starting pitchers in the first two rounds, aside from Verlander and Cole, are a little <laughs> frustrated this year. I think it, it, you know, it's just one or two pieces. And um, you know, having to replace Stanton for two months you know, has made my homers and RBIs not look so great. But I was able to flip Mondesi for you – know, I was first in selling bases. I mean, my, I, I took a, a bit of a gamble, I guess, on Mondesi. That worked out, flipped him for Hoskins. So I think I'm in a good position on uh, power, even though, uh, yeah, you uh, you outbid me on Jordan. Well, I had to go all in. It was either him or go home. So I figured I may lose this year, but I got to go in with him. No, it was great. I mean, obviously the first week paid off well because, yeah, for NF- NFBC, he, it took an extra week because he hadn't played before Sunday, I guess. I'm not sure right. why. No, that's but why. But he was he available in labor. Right. Yeah, right. and he was available in labor. And I – I was either second or third bid. I'm not sure which. I, but I, I was. Were you third? I was 36. Were you 33? No. So I think I was second. I think I. I think I made like 19 or 20 or something. And I was third bid, and that's. I mean, my strategy tends to be trying to be the. Uh, you know, when you look at, you know, sometimes that one or two top bids don't come in, and I mean that's worked out so well for me because that's how I got Brendan Rogers. Uh, anyway, what was I saying? You know, you know what happened was, it, because the NFBC, because the, the, he, he, he played all last week, so even if he was going to go for a decent amount, he went for even yeah. more this week, which made yeah. it. I mean, look, in, in labor this week, he would have gone for uh, $60. Well, if, I mean, I would, hardly anyone has $60. So. Right, that was the difference. But, I mean, that was the point was that yeah. that, that extra week really raised his value. Yeah, and I mean – and it's just happened in the positions, not – I mean, I, 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 at this point, I feel like I've, I've got a pretty loaded offense. Um, so it's just a matter of, you know, hopefully Stanton gets back to, to Stanton mode and everyone else kind of keeps going. Um, Let me ask you about pitching, though, for a second. If we're drafting next year, let's push this on to, the, to next year. Do you think anybody's taking a pitcher in the first three rounds? You know how this year everybody needed a pitcher in the first three rounds? Do you think anybody's even touching a pitcher in the first three rounds? Oh, for sure people are taking in the first two rounds. I mean, I think the first round, that's a little more of a question mark. I mean, right now, you know, how I could see maybe one one pitcher going in the first round. You know, maybe you've got Max. I, I can't see Sailor DeGrom right now, but I think Verlander's going to be old. We'll see where Cole ends up, but I think Cole might be at 300 Ks by the end of the year, which looks really nice when you're doing your projection. So, I don't think it'll change behaviors that much, to be honest. Um, you know, and I don't know where I'll be. Uh, you know, I tend to be where the, my draft pick really ends up driving a lot of it. And I like DeGrom a lot in the end of the first round and uh, to pair with Stanton. So, yeah, I've got a couple DeGrom-Stanton teams that uh, aren't doing so well. But it's hard to say that strategy verse. You know, three three fluke injuries in a row to Stanton knocking out two months of playing time. So if you're a Clint Frazier owner and now you watch the Yankees go get Encarnacion and you watch that, uh, you know, Stanton and Judge are due back shortly, do you drop Clint or do you pray that he gets traded? What do you do with him right now? I mean, everyone's saying he's going to get traded. I think that's a fair choice at this point. I mean, his value is too high to just keep Barrett at AAA. I mean, I'm, I'm holding for now. It does get 
it is tough, especially because he's not on the DL. So even in leagues that we're in where you could, you have unlimited DL. Um, I mean, I'm stashing on in Tout Wars, which is like a similar format. I'm stashing Nate Lowe still from an early pickup. Um, so I think there's a few guys. There's not many bats I would want you know, but three offhand would be uh, Frazier, Nate Lowe, and Kyle Tucker. Why? Why low? I know Tucker. Tucker is going to be great. Why do you say Nate Low? <sighs> I mean, I feel like it's only a matter of time. I just don't. I don't believe in Choi. I'm, I'm. I've been surprised they give him that amount of rope. I'm not. Yeah, so I feel like Choi. All he needs Choi or Avisel Garcia coming down to earth for him to get a shot. But he'd pro- It's it's fair. <laughs> I mean, I think things have gotten his love share um, that I'm I'm holding on to him, but. I'm not completely enthralled, but he, he'd probably be my number three on the list. I have several Brendan Rogers shares, and that one's a real hard one to stomach right now. So he, he's probably dro- going to be dropped in the next week or two. On my- I, lo- I love Kyle Tucker. Love him. At what point do you yeah. think the Astros say, look, Josh Reddick, we like you, but we like Tucker more? It's been tough because Reddick's a, a very good defender. He's hitting three twenty three thirty. I don't know. I mean, the, but the the thing is, the, if Kyle Tucker gets called up, you know, if, if he gets called up, he's the he's he's the number one impact bat left. Um, and the thing that he's given you, he also has speed. I mean, maybe it only equates to ten or fifteen cell in base speed, but you know, like speeds at such a premium. I've, I have a Tucker. Yeah, I'm sitting on Tucker in the main event team, hoping that that pans out. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's just a worthy stash. There's not really any of those left. Um, so, although I did get one in the main, my main event that more hush hush, but you know, Phillies because speed that's such a premium. I lo- we lost you there, Rudy. Who was that? We lost you. Oh, uh, Roman Quinn on the Phillies. Um, not a great player, not in, not in their league on hitting, but he's got really good speed. And the Philly with Oda, Oduble on the, uh, you know, whatever you'd call it, the guilty list or, um, the indicted list, the, uh, I think there's a decent shot Roman Quinn could play right in center. I don't know if you've seen, but the last couple of days, all I see on Twitter are people complaining how bad the, uh, outfield defense is right now for the Phillies. No, Quinn's got big size, has serious speed. But I, let me ask you about another team, the Mariners. Now that Encarnacion is done, and now that Bruce is done, besides, is there anybody besides Vogelback that you think has a shot to appear? Is Vogelback a guy you like? Ryan Healy? Is there a player that you think emerges out of this rubble? Ugh, I mean, I mean, Vogelback's now an everyday player where I think he was missing getting bench a bit for the lefties. And I've got a few ahead, so I think that's solid. But it's, you know, that's a gross offense right now. Once they um, – Healy is just – he's waiver wire guy. Um, I think he's the type of guy that maybe you pick up and stream for a week if he's facing a couple lefties. But otherwise, I don't, I don't see much in Seattle. Um, they probably could use uh, – the Mariners should – or the Cardinals should trade them back Tyler O'Neill. That would only be fair because he – I remember he, yeah, because okay, uh, I forgot what trade that was, but I feel like now Tyler O'Neill is completely is buried in, in St. Louis. Free him. 
We're talking to Rudy Gamble from, from Razzball. If you haven't checked out the site, it's one of my favorite for fantasy baseball, Razzball.com. I, I got to tell you, speak, just finishing up with the Mariners here, UC Kikuchi has been the biggest whiff I've had all year. I never thought this guy was going to be such a train wreck. Man, pitchers are tough. And I mean, like, yeah, there, there's actually been that first year out of the Korean or Japanese leagues has done pretty well if you've bet – basically bet on those pitchers. Um, I'm not super surprised. I, I'm actually streaming him this week in tout. He's got a pretty good matchup week, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I never, I didn't buy all the hype, but you know, I would have drafted him on a couple of teams if he had fell a little further. What are your thoughts on Mike Clevenger? I, I mean, I know you're, you're a seasonal guru. I know you dabble in DFS and play that a lot. Would you play Mike Clevenger tonight in DFS? Do you think he can go six innings and give you a good start? I'm real wary. I, I wouldn't risk it on a guy first first major league start in two months. I just don't think I, the upside's just too low. My side because there's just so much of a case of them capping him at 80 pitches, um, or he doesn't have quite his A stuff. And so I mean, I. I in general, Clevenger's a nice one because his upside on K's is so high, but I don't like it on the first start back. And what about, let me, another guy I mentioned earlier in the segment before, Patrick Corbin was lights out, and now he's been a gas can recently. His price dropped dramatically on DraftKings. Can he figure this out? Uh, I mean, I haven't looked at his fundamentals, but I, I would say, yeah, I don't, I don't see any reason why. I don't know of any reason, and maybe there's something in the stat cast or something that's that's pointing to something that he, he's fundamentals. But as far as I've known, he hasn't lost any major thing. It's just, you know, so much this year is home run prevention, and it's and it's a tough year. So he he had a great year in that last year. So. Um, yeah, I, I would rather bet on a Corbin who's just going through slump than betting on a guy who's got so much rust in him. How good is Hunter Renfro? Is this guy a 40 home run hitter? I mean, no, the power is legit. I mean, this the, with the ball, I mean, it just makes those guys more, you know, it makes them more valuable in the way that they would have had a lot more useless fly balls that now become homers. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a guy I drafted last year and avoided this year because of the log jam in, in uh, San Diego. But I don't think he's anything close to what he showed this weekend. But I don't think there's anything fluky about his 22 homers so far this year. Um, yeah, him and Fram will have, you know, light tower power. Speaking of the Padres, Chris Paddock was sent to the minors. You know they want to monitor this guy's innings. What do you do if you own Paddock? Do you try to trade him? What, what, what's the plan? Because this guy's such a great pitcher, but you know he's not going to go 180 innings this year. No, I mean, I think you've got to hold for a couple of weeks. It's rough. I mean, that, that's, uh, I'm, I'm not broken up about it because Ronis has him in tout. Um, so I, I'm, I'm enjoying it for now. But uh, it, it could be I, – I just you – hold tight. He's going to give you 100 innings. You can't really expect a rookie to give you much more than that. Um, I mean, in leagues where you have DL, it would have been nice if he went there. But, yeah, I mean, so far you're, you're, you're doing well. 
I mean, it is brutal in 15 team leagues finding pitchers if you want to stream. Um, so that would be my thing. If someone's like, I'm itching to get rid of him. It's like, look at your, look at your waivers, maybe in 12 team, there's something decent, but 15 team, it's just brutal. You know, when you're starting to think, you know, maybe I will take Tommy Malone this week, (laughs) you know, you're in trouble. So I would hold on to Paddock. One last Paddock follow-up question here. Let's say he gets 150 innings this year. What do you expect of him next year? If you're trying to trade him, what do you tell the, new, the, the potential Paddock owner? You can get 180, you can get 190. Are any pitchers going to get close to 200 innings anymore? Mm, I, mean, I, think, I mean, I think my projections tend to be like 180 is the new normal. So I think next year Paddock is on, is kind of more the normal. And let's say like there's that extra guy like a Scherzer, Bauer right now. It was Kluber, but obviously he's hurt. Um, that you could project over 200 innings. Um, but think just your normal is 180. You're not going to project much more than 180 innings for. I mean, you, you start going through the list, try to find pitchers that you feel more confident in taking the over. So I think Paddock was going to be a 150 guy this year. He'll be normal next year, and he's in a good home park. He's got great stuff. So I think, I mean, I, I got to think he's a top I, really, I, got about a, I got about a minute to go. Give me a guy in the second half who you want to get your hands on. Oh, my God. Um, my tra- trade stuff. Um, man, there's a, a whole bunch of Yankees. Um, <laughs> I'm still... I am I'm so I'm still I'm still bullish and Daniel Murphy um, that the power will come the power will show up. Um, All right, I'll take um, that. I like, I like Danny Murphy and every and every Yankee. I'll, I can buy into that. I'm good. You good with that? Yeah, I could I could, I could live with that right now. I'll, if I come up with it, something uh, better, but generally. Uh, there's not a lot of guys that are like creepy. And, and again, and, and Roman Quinn is my dark horse. Oh my God, that guy got 20 stolen bases in the second half guy. All right, I'm writing him down. All right, Rudy Gamble from Rasball.com. Thank you so much for finally joining us today. Good luck with the girls. Oh, thanks, man. All right, talk soon. All right, that was Rudy Gamble. He's at Rasball.com. It's a terrific site for fantasy baseball. I highly recommend it. He and Ronas are like, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. That's how good they are. It's a titanic struggle each year. Who's going to win town? But I'm coming back for our number two. We're going to spend a lot of it talking fantasy football right after this. Yeah.